When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With your host, Andrew Donaldson, this is Heard Tell. Okay, we're going to take a break from the news of the day and talk to one of our favorites. She is a presidential historian. We've had her on many times before. She does these wonderful uh, threads and pieces on presidential history, and we've got a good one here. Little Racy might need a little bit parental discretion, Tipper Gore, and you folks like that. The love lives of the president. Sarah Stook, our friend from over in the UK. How are you, ma'am? I'm very good. Thank you for having me on again. It's always very fun to do. Fantastic. Uh, I told her if she came back on, I would dress up because she's big in the fashion. And then she busts out a T-shirt and pearls. That wasn't really fair, but that's okay. Uh, We will deal with it. She writes for the Mallard over yonder. She writes for Elections Daily here. uh, And we love talking to her. Okay. What got you on the Love Lives of the Presidents? You've been doing this First Lady series. Was that just kind of the natural crossover like well wait a minute there's obviously relationship stuff here well somebody tweeted about about, tweeted about rating the presidents on horniness and somebody tagged me and said this is something that you should do and I said well that's a challenge accepted so I did it I I don't know like normally if we're talking about the love life of a president or a leader in other parts of the world it usually means there's a scandal going on because you know nice safe relationships are boring we don't like talking about them but that's not really the case with the presidents. There's actually a lot of fascinating stuff, and there's a lot of relationships here that actually kind of affected the course of history in some cases, isn't it? Well, like many men, they're men. That's it's it's the power thing, you know. A lot of men and probably women in power do some very naughty things because they think they can get away with it. And powers in Aphrodisia, it's the same throughout history, and it will continue to be so. So it's you know not really surprised that there's quite a few presidents who have a bit of a sketchy sort of libido. Let's call it that. To be yeah, we got to be FCC compliant here. So we're going to be using euphemisms a lot. Just prepare yourselves. Lots of double entendres on today's Herd Tell. Okay, let's start with the good news, though. Who are the good husbands? Who are the good presidents? They behave themselves. They love their wives. They raise their children, et cetera, et cetera. Let's start with the good ones, because I know everybody wants to get to the juicy stuff. But we had some very well-behaved presidents, didn't we? Well, this may be a surprise if you sort of know him well, but Andrew Jackson was an extremely, well, he wasn't unfaithful let's put it that way he did truly love Rachel he adored her but he also did get into fights whenever her um, morality was questioned because they married vigorously because she wasn't divorced from her first husband as she thought she was so she was you know slandered in the press I mean at the time that was terrible but he loved her he did truly love her he never remarried afterwards he was during the petticoat affair he took sides with the Eatons because he it was reminded of Rachel so you know he was 
pretty interesting and a bit horrible in some respects, but his virtue was he did truly love Rachel. And I think that is very nice from a president now for his temper. You put it in a humorous way that he liked his dueling pistols more than he liked women, apparently. Yeah, I don't, there's no evidence of you know, extramarital affairs or, you know, flings or anything. I think, you know, he was more interested in fighting than women. All right. Let's talk about our first president, George Washington, because kind of interesting for those times he had, of course, Martha is famous. They really had I, I hate this sounds like I'm, I'm knocking them, but I'm not. I mean, this is a compliment. They really had a business partnership, didn't they? I mean, back in those days, in the late 1700s, you didn't really marry for love. It was a bonus, you know, you would, especially money upper classes. I mean, in in, the, in Britain and continental Europe, you know, you would still had the um, arranged marriages, which weren't really as much of a thing in America. But, you know, it was a business partnership. She was a widow. She needed someone to help raise her remaining children. He needed a leg up and she was absolutely loaded. So they thought, Okay, this is a good marriage. They, they it wasn't a passionate relationship, and they probably weren't in love, but they loved each other. She was a very good wife. She wasn't some pampered plantation wife. She got her hands dirty. They were both, you know, very good together. And I think she was a fantastic first lady in that respect. When he was out during the Revolutionary War, she would come out with and help with the soldiers. She was sort of the perfect wife. He he wouldn't have gone for some pampered sort of more of a housewife kind of thing. I think he wanted somebody who would be in the trenches with him. And that's what he got with Martha. And I think that was a very perfect match for them. All right. Very controversial president when it comes to his personal relationships. I don't want to rehash the whole thing because we we all kind of know where it goes. But uh, Jefferson, uh, we know the Sally Hastings stuff. We know uh, his wife died. But there is background on that about his wife died and promises made there, isn't there? Well, she had very poor relationships with her stepmother. She had quite a few, resembled her dad when she was quite young. And she said, never remarry. And Thomas Jefferson said, sure. Obviously, he sort of got around that by raping his underage slave, who was his wife's half-sister. But, you know, he didn't remarry. But still, it's not exactly, you know, scandalous in this sense of extramarital affairs. It's more, you know, very extremely morally questionable. Yeah, you almost need a flow chart for that one, don't you, where it all gets entangled? Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, among kind of, let's let's say the founding fathers, the early presidents, the first five or six presidents we had, who else had a notable relationship either with their wife or with somebody that wasn't their wife that maybe they shouldn't have been having? You know, sort of up until, apart from Jefferson, up until like Jackson, they had they were very you know very faithful men uh john adams abigail adams had a nice famous loving relationship he when he was in france he was told he should have a mistress and he said now for abigail which is you know very sweet and they had a very long marriage over 50 years very much in love very intellectually matched um madison had dolly this again was a business arrangement because she was a poor widow and he needed a wife but again they cared for each other and she was a brilliant hostess um James Monroe and Elizabeth Courtright, another one, John and Louisa Adams. So yeah, they were pretty morally upright, faithful to the wives, sort of no rumors of affairs or raping slaves. So tick, tick, tick all around there. <laughs> Talking to Sarah Stuck, our presidential historian friend over in the UK. Uh okay. Here's one because he is universally known as one of the worst presidents we've ever had. 
very good chance he may have had the worst love life of any president we ever had, James Buchanan. Well, common historical census today believes he might have been at least bisexual or homosexual. We will probably never know because that kind of thing was, well, it was illegal at the time, so he's not going to shout about it, is he? But some historians say he wasn't interested in romances. He was engaged, she did kill herself, and it's very murky as the reasons why she did that. But he didn't really seem to have a lot of interest in sex. He could have been perhaps asexual. He even wrote, if I ever marry, she'll have to understand I'm not an affectionate person. So that's pretty interesting that he had no interest in marriage and love. He even told his niece, Harriet, who was his hostess, don't marry quickly. And she waited until she was 36, which at the time was very, very late, especially since she got a lot of proposals for being very young and pretty. Mm. And his contemporary... Uh, Franklin Pierce, he doesn't get talked about in, by the way, it's no accident that we had a couple of our worst presidents leading up to the Civil War. Those two (laughs) things go together. Franklin Pierce is so interesting. People never talk about him. He is ranked usually as one of the most handsome presidents, but this guy's life, his personal life, not just his presidency, just tragedy on tragedy on tragedy. He's really an interesting case, isn't he? He was, you know, really tragic. He lost, he had several sons, three of whom died before he reached the presidency. On the way to the inauguration, there was an accident on the train and his son was basically beheaded before their eyes, the last remaining child, Benny. Jane Pierce was already very sort of mentally unstable as it was and this sort of pushed her over the edge, which you could imagine it would do to anybody's. So very sad for Jane. Franklin turned to alcohol, so he did you know, very devoted to his wife. Again, no rumors of affairs, but sad really, isn't it? You think about, can you imagine the press of something today, like the president, the president-elect's child getting killed on the way to the inauguration? That'd be the biggest story of the century. And he, and he had, he was the only casualty. There was nobody else. It just happened to be that poor lad because he was looking out the window and it was just unfortunate position and timing. Jeez, terrible. Uh, Sarah Stook with us. Okay, this gets us to the guy that had to clean up the mess of all those bad presidents. He also had a pretty sloppy, ugly, very contentious personal life. We know Abraham Lincoln as one of the great men in history. We know him as one of our greatest presidents, if not the greatest. I have him as the greatest. A lot of other people do too. How was his love life? He was a tall man. He was a very athletic man in his youth. He had a reputation for winning fights and wrestling contests. Big strapping lad, not great looking, what was his reputation uh, as a man of love? Well, he apparently visited prostitutes, but this was before he got married. So we'll give him tick for not being a cheater. So, but again, you know, obviously prostitution, very questionable morality among what people think. But so you can sort of add that as the interesting column. But with Mary, it was very initially happy, but she was very mentally unwell. Bless her. She had a... Historians say she might have had bipolar, but so you can't really diagnose it hundreds of years later. You know, he, she mentally and physically, it's believed she did abuse him. Maybe not, maybe it was because of her mental illness, but she wasn't well. They suffered a lot of tragedy to the point where he said, I'll put you in a mental institution if you don't shape up a bit. So while they did love each other and she it was initially very happy, the relationship was very fraught. She had family fighting in the Confederacy. She nearly died in a carriage accident that was meant for him. So his personal life, especially during the Civil War, was a mess. You can't believe that somebody could go through all that and still sort of make out relatively okay. 
like yeah. shot it's amazing with lincoln because it wasn't just the country was falling apart his personal life was falling apart at the same time and he still managed to come through all that it just it's one of the reasons that makes him great is all those personal issues all right the man that is always in history going to be attached with lincoln to the hip ulysses s grant we talked about this when we talked about the first ladies a little bit but i think it's worth bringing up again grant had a reputation of being an alcoholic during the civil war lincoln famously quoted find out what what he drinks i'll send it to all my other generals at least he fights but um other historians i know shelby foot wrote about this especially he only drank when his wife wasn't around so if he's only drinking when his wife ain't around, obviously he must love his wife. And even though it's kind of a twisted, unhealthy way, how was that relationship? Well, you know, there's, they had family problems and that their respective families didn't like their choice of spouse. He was from a deeply religious abolitionist household. They were wealthy slaveholders. Her father didn't have a problem with you as a person, but he just thought, you know, don't think you're going to have a good life plus your family. But, you know, there's no evidence they were ever on which particularly unhappy obviously they were a part a lot due to his work which unfortunately comes to the territory of military especially when you're in a time where you can't really get into contact too easily but there's no indication they were ever particularly unhappy they seemed okay and like I said he didn't drink when his wife was around maybe it's because she told him off or maybe because he just missed her we'll sort of never know but pretty stable pretty good relationship she was a pretty cool woman so yeah, no problems there. Yeah, quite the socialite after the White House, too, had a lot of connections. Uh, talking to Sarah Stoker, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to move into the modern era a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we come back, we'll move into the modern era a little bit. We'll do some quick hit stuff. Who was the most handsome presidents? Who's the ones with the best love life? Who were the downright creeps? We've had a couple of them. A couple of our modern presidents, too, have some interesting history to them. Sarah Stook, our presidential historian friend, continues with us on her tell right after this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Herd Tell. Uh, Sarah Stuck again joining us. Okay, we've talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly of some of our earlier presidents. We've had some downright creeps. Um, creeps, the only word for it. What was some of the ones that really stuck out to you of just like, egads, this person probably should have went to prison? Well, Grover Cleveland's apparent love child was apparently 
conceived by rape. Obviously, you know, it's never been proven. This was on the word of the woman who bought the child, though there was never any concrete evidence that it, it was his child. So, yeah, should have been in prison there. He just said I was doing it to protect my married friends and the other one that's not married, so I'd take paternity. But if it's true, he raped her. And he did marry a girl he'd raised since childhood. So, yeah, Grover Cleveland was very creepy. Uh, I also added to the list from the thread you did on Twitter about this. Uh, Warren G. Harding, that dude had a couple screws loose when you started looking at his love life, didn't he? historians some believe that Florence his wife poisoned him as revenge for his affairs and I'm not condoning that but when you read about it you can kind of see why people think that she was a really incredible woman if you read my last last one first lady she was absolutely amazing and she just thought of as the woman who probably killed her husband but yeah he he had sex in coat closets he had metamorphosis furs he had a baby out of wedlock which was proven with DNA years later he was a scoundrel, but it was kept quiet and he was super popular until he died and everyone realised what a horrible, corrupt person he was, both morally and as president. And just to be clear, we're talking about the cloak closet in the White House, not just like a random one somewhere. And he also nicknamed his manhood, which we won't get into, but he's, that's just the kind of guy you're dealing with. Did the Secret Service really pick up the tab for his child support? Well, they took the child support to the woman. So whether or not they actually picked up the bill, but they did take it. They were the guy between. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, let's switch gears for a second. Who was very well behaved, maybe too well behaved, as some of our more modern presidents go? Who really towed the line and behaved themselves? I think when we sort of look back now recently, Obama, you know, there's no whiff of adultery or anything he met his wife in his 30s so obviously you know he well late 20s early 30s so you know he had girlfriends before nothing improper seems very devoted to Michelle they seem like a very great partnership and I feel like she would rip into him if he did anything she seems like a very tough cookie good for her so Obama um both bushes there are rumors of affairs I take with, with a pinch of salt but they both seem very devoted to their wives, which I think, you know, that kind of old family values, kind of like the Adams, I feel they probably had. Yeah. Two presidents who were very, very well respected, but both had affairs. You just mentioned Bush the Elder had uh, a woman who was his aide that kind of, um, there's a lot of evidence now that he made sure she traveled with him at a lot of times. There's obviously an affair there. Now he obviously loved his wife very much by the end, but there was an affair there. But Dwight D. Eisenhower, um, long running affair with the woman who was his aide and driver at one point. There's even some evidence that he wanted to get a divorce and the higher ups in the, in the military and the government just wouldn't allow him to do it. Kind of surprising two folks that are very universally respected, but they had long term affairs. Again, you know, you can get people who are very morally good but have, you know, weaknesses, whether it be adultery or alcohol or drugs or anything like that. Um, Eisenhower was separated from his wife for very long. That's no excuse for adultery, but it gives him the option. And, yeah, he was – it's never been proven, but it's, you know, it's pretty – another likely scenario that he was having an affair with Kay Summersby, who was you know, a lot younger, very pretty, probably very exciting for him. 
And it really rose down to people wanted to divorce Mamie, but the higher-ups in the military said that will kill your career. We will kill your career if you get a divorce. But, you know, a high-ranking official divorcing his wife for a much younger woman. You could have affairs, but you couldn't divorce. That was sort of the red line there. So he sort of had to tow. But um, they seem to have quite a good relationship, him and Mamie. But still, you know, a military man away for a long time. You can kind of see that coming from a mile away. Yeah. Okay. The two that are on the top of the mountain of Randy presidents, and we had them back to back. Uh, Let's start with JFK. It is pretty legendary at this point. It was well hidden by a very helpful press who managed to not want to talk about it for some odd reason. I guess they didn't like money or attention or press. Uh, JFK was just on a whole nother level when it came to being a womanizing president, wasn't he? Well, I had my Jackie shirt on today, funnily enough, but I feel deeply sorry for my very favourite first lady, but he was like that from an early age. His father encouraged his sons to be terrible, to be with prostitutes, to be with married women, while his daughters were meant to be chaste and virtuous. If you look at Rose, lobotomised, probably because she likes to flirt, which apparently was not acceptable for a young Kennedy lady, but, you know, Kennedy, he shared um, a mistress with his father. Gloria Swanson, maybe Marlon Dietrich. He had an affair with a Russian spy, which got him into a weird bit of trouble. He nearly um, dumped Jackie about a few days before the wedding because he met this Swedish woman. He took a girl's virginity and his wife's bed in the White House. His wife fr- um, was taking a tour guide around a reporter and her friend said, that's the woman my husband's apparently been doing. So she was definitely aware. She did nearly divorce him, apparently. Originally, she was okay, and she said, well, my father did it, and she loved her father very much. It's what men do, but when she realised the extent, Joe Kennedy had to say, I will pay you to not, because that will just ruin, as a Catholic and as a senator, ruin his chances. But, yeah, he was, you know, until the very end, he was very unrepentant. Their relationship did sort of go a bit better when their son Patrick died, but that was obviously a few months before he was assassinated. But, yeah, he was... He liked women, let's just put it that way he only got married because there was rumors he was gay that was it he otherwise he probably wouldn't have bothered (laughs) what a world all right his replacement um i've told people uh lately when we were going through the trump years and people were talking about oh trump's so vulgar i'm like no he he's a piker you need to read up on lbj i don't know that we've had a more vulgar man ever in the white house he was very proud about it he was not subtle about it he was loud he was in charge and he had a love life to match it, didn't he? Well, he nicknamed his appendage Jumbo, which was apparently deserved. Let's look at that's what that we say the better. And um, he had a long affair with um, another senator, with his secretary. His wife probably knew he did love his wife, but he was pretty emotionally cruel toward t- calling her fat and ugly, even though she bankrolled his campaign. So grateful there. But yeah, he had no comments about nudity, about telling people when he was on the toilet, yeah, I'm ringing you from the toilet. He was just, yeah, very vulgar, brash, typical Texan. So while JFK was sort of a smooth New England adulterer, LBJ was proud. <laughs> um, coming to the modern era to put a bow on this with our friend Sarah Stoke real quick. Uh, it's unavoidable to talk about, but the most recent uh, scandalous of the presidents, uh, William Jefferson Clinton. Uh, we talked about the cloakroom and Harding. We all, we all know about Monica and the Oval Office. I lived through it the first time. I really don't want to talk about it again. But uh, 
Slick Willie, we called him that for a reason. Long list of not only affairs, but other uh, accusations of mistreatment of women as well. If that if he's in the social media age, does it, any of these guys, you could say this, but especially Clinton, how much did he luck out that the Internet was just right after his presidency and not before? Well, it was the Drudge Report that broke the story. I think it was the Washington Post, I believe, that alone. And Matt yes, Drudge broke on, on the Internet as the Internet was coming into its yep. infancy. So he was lucky it wasn't more developed. Let's just say that, you know, nowadays, you know, back then you had people like Gloria Stein and basically calling Monica Lewinsky a slut and saying he was just trying to be friendly. But he had an affair with a woman young enough to be his daughter in the White House, which it's not illegal, but it's very morally questionable. He's her, he's the president. He's her boss. I'm not saying she was completely innocent. She was a willing party, as it were. But, yeah, it's very morally questionable. Well, he had fled to have affairs and rape allegations, which is obviously even worse. I think nowadays people are picking up on it and people are starting to sort of question his legacy. He's a very popular president. He still remains because he was over a pretty, you know, good age of politics. So, yeah, and Hillary stuck by him. Obviously, I think she was in a, as much as I despise her, it's a catch-22. She leaves him. It makes her look like she's quitting and she stays with him. The feminists are angry. So, yeah, she had no real choice in that. And Chelsea Clinton was as much a victim of any of it. She's only yeah. a teenager. But, yeah, he, they say he's very charismatic. I don't think he's particularly attractive, but he's very charismatic. And I think that's how he did it. Oh, he was. I met him several times because I was stationed at Little Rock when he was leaving the White House and we had to move all that stuff. And he was the kind of guy you wanted to shake his hand and then you made sure you check, make sure you still had your watch after shaking his hand. That was the kind of feller he was. Um, I don't know. I think if Hillary leaves him and makes a big feminist moment of it, she not only would have been president, probably has a statue on the National Mall by now, but we'll we'll never know now. Uh, one last one. We have to deal with it. Um, Donald Trump, who was ever bit the problematic that Bill Clinton was, he did deal with it in social media. Nobody cared, or at least his voters didn't. Uh, what about our 45th president who has a long, detailed, not well hidden because he was pretty proud of it. He put the cover of the tabloids in his office framed up long history of love, interests and other assorted things. Yeah, I mean, he would LBJ would make him look like a choir boy. He's not probably as bad as the initial ones were, but, you know, he did cheat on his wife when he was pregnant, which is just not OK. He cheated on his first wife with Marla Maples. It's a bit of a a cycle with him obviously there are allegations you know the um the tape that came out a few weeks before the election didn't help but it's interesting because you know a lot of his supporters are evangelical who would usually you know they rightly scoured bill clinton for what he did but they seem to give trump a pass maybe because he's you now a bit more pro-life though i personally think he probably actually doesn't really care about abortion either way he's i mean but he's not particularly conservative in the way that you know mitt romney or any of those like I mean Mitt Romney for all his faults is a very very loving and good husband you can't get much better than how he treats his wife but yeah Donald Trump's an interesting one but you kind of expect it from him he's, he's the type of thing of course the course he's had affairs it's, it's Donald Trump it's not really a surprise like say Eisenhower FDR were yeah, I think it's just baked into his brand. But when you're a celebrity, he gets the celebrity rub or the celebrity overshines things other people don't get away with. Sarah Stuck, I love doing these little tidbits with you. Uh, I'm going to openly lobby since somebody lobbied you into doing this one. We need to do one about the drinking habits of presidents. 
which I think would be uh, somewhat interesting. We've had a couple of teetotalers. Trump, of all his other faults, you can't get him for that one. He doesn't drink. Well, yeah, his, his brother died of alcoholism. Yeah, and it must so have really fucked him. Maybe, so, you know. maybe do a list of presidents who didn't didn't have problems because we've also had some admitted fall down drunks. Uh, George W. Bush was a admitted alcoholic until he got religion, cleaned himself up. We talked about Grant already. That might be a fun one. And then we can talk about, you know, uh, prohibition in the White House and the lemonade pot and all that fun stuff. All the presidential advice is like yeah. JFK being high as a kite during Cuban Missile Crisis, which is very worrying. Yeah. Um, personally, the way some of our presidents behave, I wish a couple of them would smoke a joint once in a while, but that's just <laughs> my opinion. Sarah Stuck, let folks know where they can find you. You've got a great series on uh, the First Ladies. You're up to the modern era First Ladies now at elections-daily.com. Let folks know where they can find your writing and your social media. Uh, so Elections Daily, obviously, the next piece will go from um, Beth Truman to Pat Nixon, then Betty Ford to Hillary, and then the remaining ones, so there's about three left. Um, Mallards UK did a series on royal mistresses, which is quite fun. I'll be writing about that soon. Um, yeah, so you can find me on there. Yeah, speaking of which, saw Charles do the Queen's speech, so I'm sure he'll be on that list somewhere with Camilla Parker Bowles. Uh, Sarah Stook, you do great work. We love having you on here. A little bit of history to take a break from the politics of the day. We're going to keep having you back. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.